as always. There they go, Jeff and Jordan. It's only an hour. Now time for the award-winning midday program right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. It is not Trey and BK today. It is my man, Double R and BK today. Trey on vacation for the rest of the week. Doing a little staycation, Rodney. He's at the uh, Kalahari Resort thing with the family this week. The tourist trap. Yeah, that thing is right down the road. You know, I, I go down I go down 79 all the time, and, and it's like I've never been to that place. Uh, we did the, uh, when our kids were small, we did the uh, Lost Wolf Resort or whatever that thing is uh, up in DFW, but have not done the Kalahari. But, man, I see people posting pictures all the time, and it's like, it's, it's like being in a different country it's like being in a different state so you know i hope trey behaves himself over there i I guarantee you he's gonna piss somebody off over there i promise you he's gonna piss somebody off in that place i bet he already has yeah vacation just started i bet he's already pissed multiple people off just how he operates yeah he may be back tomorrow because they're (laughs) going to be like get the hell out of here go home Uh, so uh, yeah you may have him back on here tomorrow as a matter okay. of fact. We've got some fun shows. So this afternoon, Kevin will be a part of the afternoon show like he always is on Thursdays. But it'll be Joe Cook from Inside Texas from 3 to 4. And then former KVU sportscaster Sean Clinch. Nice. Will be with KD from 4 to 5. So, uh, yeah, we're bringing in some new faces over these next couple of days while Trey is out. I love it. I love it, man. I love having those dudes on. I, I know, like, um, you know, with Clinch, I've tried to get Clinch on a couple of different times, but that poor guy has a real job. Uh, I mean, not that this isn't a real job. He 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 has his gig that he has to do, and he's like, man, I can't I can't jump on, man. I want to jump on. So having him on here, you know, I know we had a you know suplex stew on here. We got a we got a pretty nice bullpen right here of badass dudes, um, BK. That hell, they're they're better than we are. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we get the field in, and it's like, man, that that's the real that's the real talent right there here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. Oh yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah, Great Wolf Lodge—that's the name of the place you're thinking of. That's the one. That is the one. Yeah. We had a really good time there. They had the arcade. They had all that stuff. At that point, our girls were little, and uh, we kind of went and did everything. And but they got some pretty massive, um, some pretty massive water slides and all that stuff. And and that's one of those BK where. It's uh, you just kind of sit back, get a cocktail, and just sit there and watch uh, watch the moms do their thing. Mm. You know what? Watch them escort the kids around and and, and do all that. It's like okay, I'm gonna Ooh. just sit over. I'm gonna just sit over here and 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 take in all the activity going on around here. The smell of the chlorine, the smell of the chlorine, and the um, uh, beauty of mm. the. Mm. Whatever. I think that I think that's child's piss that you're smelling there, Rodney. <laughs> and uh, yeah, interesting. I didn't realize they had escorts there, but uh, the more you know. Thank you for letting us know. That's mm-hmm. huge. Mm-hmm. I went to the Great Wolf Lodge, I think, one time as a kid, and I only remember it because I was in the room watching Kansas beat Virginia Tech in the Orange Bowl, the end yep. of the 2008 season, on the tiny ass TV in the room at the Great yeah, Wolf a little Lodge. Video thing. Uh, my parents spent, I'm sure, a bunch of money for my sisters and I to go there. And literally, my memory is watching sports. Like, that's that's me in a nutshell right there. Uh, I guess well, I realized it was a big deal that Kansas was playing in a new uh, BCS Bowl at the time. Knew that wasn't going to happen often. Well, that's about right for you. I mean, I can only imagine you as a kiddo j- j- just sitting there checking out sports. I, I mean, that, and that's really the the main thing. I mean, that's what's important. I mean, going to all these different things and the Kalahari, I mean, that's great. But uh, I mean, hell, take me across the street. Take me to the Dell Diamond. Take me to a baseball game. You know, dollar hot dog. Well, I, I don't know if it's dollar hot dog night or yeah. any of that anymore. But uh, take me over there. I'd rather go across the street, man. I, I, I want to be watching sports. That, that's that's all I've ever done. That's all I've that's ever it. done. That's all I'm good at. That is all mm-hmm. I'm good at. Speaking of sports, I want to talk some baseball with you, yeah. Rodney. Okay. If that's all right. You're a big Astros fan. I'm a big Rangers fan. Of course, sure. the two defending champions in Major League Baseball, pitchers and catchers, reported for both squads yesterday and i've got some uh, world series odds for mm. the upcoming 2024 season which is just over a month away i mean it yep. feels like baseball just ended and honestly i'm yeah. still on cloud nine from the rangers first ever title and i'm not sure i ever want baseball to come back 
because like I want my last ever baseball <laughs> be fan memory. Be to, yeah, to be like the last baseball game I've watched to this point is the Rangers beating the Diamondbacks to win the yeah. World Series, like in yeah. person. That, that's my baseball fanhood will never top that. Even if the Rangers win another World Series, which they won't because they're the Rangers, but like yeah. it, it's your first is better, right? You know what they say? There's nothing like your first. That's so right. like if, if baseball, told. if baseball just stopped happening at the major league level, I don't know if I'd be too upset about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's not how that's not how it works. Well, it's not, that's, that's not how it works. All right, here we go. And, and here are your odds for this upcoming season, which uh, will happen. I think most people are grateful that, uh, yeah, baseball is coming back pretty soon. Uh, no surprise who's at the top, Double R. I know it's been a few years since the Dodgers have won one. I know it's been a long time since they've won, you know, a real non-pandemic shortened season one. But, you know, they were one of the best teams in baseball last year. They obviously added the best player in baseball this offseason with Shohei Otani coming across town the L.A. Dodgers of Anaheim, plus 320. Any qualms with them at the top? Um, you know, I, I think that when you look at this, I mean, because every, everything's on paper right now. I mean, I mean, that's the whole part of this. I mean, when, when we get into, uh, uh, you know, pitchers and catchers, you know, about to report, I mean, all that we can do is is be prognosticators, as I talk about. And, I mean, you can't you can't dispute the fact right there with, with L.A., I mean, look what they're doing. But at the same time, I mean, I kind of wanted to tell you, I mean, looking right there, Atlanta at plus 460, I was uh, checking out the athletic.com uh, a little bit earlier today and looking at their numbers. It's like Atlanta is the number one power ranked team coming into this. Mm -hmm. So I, I think with LA and Atlanta, I mean, there you go with the NL um, and then the Phillies, man. How about that balance right there? Um, good shakeup right there. AL, NL, all represented nicely in there. And uh, I think, man, I, I love, I love the shift of power to where it's kind of equal, uh, you know, in, in both in both sides of the of the, of the leagues. Yeah, it's going to be a fun year. There's no doubt about that. You got some big time division races. Of course, the AL West one will be the one that we're focused yeah. on the most, right? I mean, Astros and Rangers. It went down to the final day of the season last season. Wouldn't be stunned if that happened again. Obviously, Seattle, you see them tied with the eighth best odds. They should be a force again this year. So, you know, Oakland's going to suck. The Angels are probably going to suck. It's really a three-horse race, but it's going to be fun in the AOS, I think, all season long. But yeah, the Dodgers, like, they should be the favorites. Mm -hmm. um, you know, plus 320 is not great odds when you're talking about a preseason champion. I don't know if Ike's being facetious or not there. I mean, the Dodgers, like, that's as close to a super team as you could possibly have. Yeah. Once again, they were already loaded. They added Shohei. They added Glass now. They added Yamamoto. Like, they still have Mookie Betts and Max Muncie and uh, Will Smith and obviously Freddie Freeman. Like, the, the, the team is just loaded with talent. It's not great value. So I'm not going to advise people to put money on the Dodgers because your ROI is not great. But yeah. I don't know if I can advise people to not bet on the Dodgers either because they're so freaking talented. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you the one that kind of surprises me looking at that right there is Baltimore. Um, I know with Baltimore made the move right there, you know, with Corbin Burns, I mean, to get him in there and kind of going back to that, the, uh, the athletic thing that I was looking at, I mean, that, that they're number three in power rankings. So the fact that, that Baltimore is plus 1400, I think that that's, uh, that's a little surprising there, but again, I mean, I think that's a lot of, um, that's, that's the fun part about this is, we ain't even swung a bat yet, so um, we we can kind of sit here and and talk about what could be or what couldn't be, and and there there could be somebody that comes up here and, and sneaks up and does stuff. And and Tampa Bay is one of those teams. When when you look at the Rays, I mean that, that's one where it's like maybe they they're not going to be whatever, but then, damn, you look up, you're past the All Star break, and there they are. I mean they're sitting yeah. right there. So that that's the beauty of baseball. It's so fucking long the season, BK. It's like, uh, I mean, who, who, who's, who's going to make the move at the right time? Absolutely. Yeah, and the Rays are always in the mix, right? They, they haven't found a way to win a World Series, but it feels like they're always in the playoffs every single year. And for those listening on the app, we'll give you the top five of these odds right here, and then we'll dive into some more of the conversation. The Dodgers are favored at plus 320. Once again, this is World Series odds yep. for the 2024 MLB season. The Braves right behind the Dodgers at plus 460. The Astros come in at number three, plus 700. The Yankees, suckers bet, plus 850. 
And then, yeah, two teams tied for fifth. You've got the Orioles, who you talked about, Rodney, and then, of course, the defending champion Rangers at plus 1,400. That's that's pretty decent odds for the Rangers. Like, yeah. they, they just won the World Series. They beat the Astros to get there. They won the World Series in just five games. And, you know, they haven't re-signed Jordan Montgomery. He's still a free agent. But most of the team is back for Texas. Mm-hmm. And it's the highest payroll they've ever had as a franchise. So, you know, plus 1,400 for a defending champ. Not not horrible odds, right? Yeah, no, that, that, that's not a bad odd at all. I mean, that that's something right now that you could probably dive into that early on, and, and that could uh, really work itself out. Um, you mentioned the AL West. I mean, that, that really is going to be the one to watch. I mean, obviously, we're going to hone into it like you mentioned there. But, I mean, just the fact, I mean, Houston, you know, with, with Josh Hader, uh, you know the 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 signing right there. I think that's something that that that's really going to. I mean, with uh, Abreu and 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 Ryan Presley. I mean, that's really going to help. Um, you know, with the bullpen. I mean, obviously all of that. But you know, here you go with uh, with Altuve. He signed on. I mean, he's going to be a lifetime uh, uh, Astro. I mean, what do you do with Bregman and, and these guys and 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 Kyle Tucker and, and Diaz? I mean, I, I know that's way down the road right here, but this could very well be an opportunity for the Astros. I mean, depending on what happens as a, as the year shakes itself out, this could be their time where I, I don't want to say as an Astros fan, it could be one of their last runs. But depending on what happens with player personnel, I mean, you might want to stand on it right here because uh, time time could be ticking, especially with the uptick with what we're seeing in Arlington. Yeah, I'm, I'm always going to assume the Astros are going to be relevant. Like, as long as Jim Crane is owning the team yeah. and, and they've got so much talent. Now, they've obviously lost a ton of talent in the last four or five years, but, I mean, here they go. Once again, making it to the ALCS this past season. So, uh, in Game 7 of the ALCS, too. Like, they're loaded. I still think they're going to be in the mix. I think their window is going to stay open for at least a few more years, but... At some point, every dynastic run comes to an end, right? Like at some point, what the Braves did for seemingly forever, it, it came to an end. Uh, so that's, yeah, the Astros' father time or whatever will catch up to Houston at some point. But I fully expect the Astros to, to have another great season. I would pick them to win the American League West, even though the defending champs are in that same division. Like if you ask me right now who I think is going to win the West, I would go with Houston. Uh, and I love the offseason they had. I still think they could use another outfield bat. Yeah. Like even though spring training's kind of getting going, the free agency is still going on, and there are a lot of big names, both bats and pitchers, that are still available. I'd love it if the Strohs got another outfield bat to help give a little bit of depth and prevent Jordan from having to play so much left field. Uh, but yeah, I mean, re-signing Altuve is obviously big. Bringing in Josh Hader is big, and the hope is that Justin Verlander is okay. Uh, I saw him. I saw him warming up today, which is good news if you're an Astros fan, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, if there is something wrong with that shoulder, with his recent injury history, that obviously is a, a major cause for a concern. Yeah, and that's uh, that's really kind of the, the the key right there with with that rotation. I mean, because that that's your guy uh, that's going to be at the top right there. But if, if something if something is really wrong, uh, I mean, you just don't know what you're going to get right there. And you know, it, it's it's so often with Verlander. I mean, we've watched him. He is really good during the regular season. I mean, you know what he's going to get you. It's that playoff time where it seems like he kind of has some of those issues. But um, it really does revolve around Verlander. And I think this is Verlander's time as he's going to continue to be a part of the Astros to where, you know, cement the legacy right here. Um, when he came over to Houston the first time, I mean, that was really what put them over the over the top right there and, and made that move. But it's uh, it, it is curious because, uh, I mean, the, the, the dude's long in the tooth. He is yeah. long in the tooth now. And that shit doesn't heal the way it used to when you're a kid. BK, I've got a frozen shoulder and I'm over here having to swing around a golf club and do all these exercises in the old days. I'd have been fine. I'd have been mm-hmm. fine. So it, uh, it it changes as you get older. Yeah, yeah. He was thrown off a mound today. Didn't look like he was throwing, you know, full speed, full force, anything like that. But uh, yeah, JV a couple of days ago said he had a hiccup recently. That's a scary yep. thought for a guy at his age, yep. like you said, with all the tread on those tires. Um, but look, as long as he's good, if he has to miss the start of the season, I think that's fine. As long as Absolutely. you have him for the majority of the season, I think uh, you would take that as an Astros fan. 
And here's fan graphs before we uh, shift gears and get into an NFL mock draft that's given the Longhorns a little bit of love, a new one from ESPN. Uh, Fangraphs disagrees with Vegas. So we mentioned the Vegas favorite to win it all is the LA Dodgers, but Fangraphs and their analytics, uh, they go with the Atlanta Braves as the favorite. They give the Braves almost a 25% chance to win the Commissioner's Trophy this year. Of course, they won it, what, three years ago now. Uh, They got upset by the Phillies in the playoffs last year as the top seed in the National League. But that's, I don't think anybody's sleeping on the Braves. If you are, you're making a mistake. They're going to be a factor once again. And Fangraphs has them as the favorite. Yeah, they always are. I mean, you, you can never sleep on those guys. And and that's that, you know, we see those teams struggle in the postseason. That seems to be, you know, whether it's time off. And, and that's a conversation that, that was had last year when you had when you had teams that, that, that you know, didn't have to play coming right off of the regular season. What happens there? I'd like to ask you, because your time there in Houston, to me, Mauricio Dubon is is just fantastic for the Astros and is um, the center field spot, the center field position there. I mean, is that a – what do the Astros do with Mauricio Dubon? Number one, you got to hold on to him because the dude is a utility player. Do you cement him into a spot like center field or do you let him where he's playing? Hell, he played first base. He played first base this year. He played a bunch of different spots right there. Dubon is an interesting uh, character to me because, man, there are so many different things that he can do for that club. Yep. I called him the doctor last year because his initials are MD or Mauricio DiMaggio because he was hitting like Joe DiMaggio at times last year. I mean, if he keeps playing like he did in 2023, then you have to find a spot for him in the lineup every single day. Mm -hmm. And like you said, he's so versatile, right? When Altuve was hurt, he was playing second. When Abreu was hurt, he was playing first, and he can play everywhere in the outfield as well. Uh, Yeah, you love having a guy like that on your team. Astros obviously had Marwin Gonzalez, right? He was a guy who served that role the first time they yeah, won a title. Yep. Mauricio Dubon is kind of the uh, the new version of that. So can he replicate what he did last year? I don't know. Like last year was Dubon's best year of his career. So if he kind of resorts back to the guy he was before then, then all right, maybe you don't need a spot for him all the time. But if he does anything close to what he did last year, once again, he should be an everyday player. Uh, that's why I think they need another outfield bat, right? Like yep. I, I like Chaz McCormick a lot, but yep. I don't like the idea of Jordan being an everyday outfielder. Obviously, he's in the lineup every day. He's maybe the best hitter in the game, but I want that guy to be a DH. I know he likes playing left field. I think Joe Espada, the new manager, came out last week and said he wants Jordan playing more in left field. But for me, he's just he's the most valuable person on that team. And I do not want him getting hurt. And he's got injury history. He's got knee issues. He's got oblique issues. He's had hand issues. Like he's And he's in his mid-20s. Yeah. That stuff doesn't get healthier as you get older. So for me, it's like I want Jordan off of his feet as much as possible. That's why you get another outfield bat. So Jordan can be basically full-time DH. It doesn't sound like that's what the Astros want to do. That's what I would do. But I want an extra bat, an extra outfielder. Uh, really to keep Jordan healthy, but also just to add a little extra spunk to that lineup. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and it is, you know, with 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 that center field spot with the Astros, I mean, it's Jake Myers. I mean, I mean, that's a dude that, that sits out there and it's like, okay, is Jake Myers going to be your guy? And it's like, okay, he's going to make you some plays. Every now and then he's going to get you a clutch hit. But when you when you look at that center field lineup, and I think that that's why, like you're talking about, that's why it's such a cluster right there because you do. I mean, you, you've got to get a good bat out there. Myers is going to make you some plays. But man, when you need the production from the plate, it, it seems like in center field, it's either McCormick or Dubon. Yep. And, and I think you need the consistency of having a good bat out in center field because that position is huge. I'm with you. Yeah, I don't have any faith in Jake Myers. No. Um, man, I'd, I'd love for him to bounce back. He was awesome in his first year before he got hurt. What, in the DS against the White Sox, yeah. right? In Chicago, yeah. he tried to go rob a, a ball in center field and effed up his shoulder. And he just hasn't been the same player since then. Uh, yeah, I've got more faith in those other two guys, like you said, with uh, with Chaz and with Dubon, Doobie Doo, instead yep. of um, instead of Jake Meyer. So we'll see. Uh, Ryan Presley was asked, I think today, I saw this quote today, at least from Brian McTaggart, who does a great job covering the Strohs. Mm-hmm. You know, you bring in Josh Hader in the offseason, you give him that huge money contract, and it's like, well, is Presley going to be pissed? Like Presley's been the closer the last few years and he's been the dominant arm in that Astros bullpen. Like, 
what's he going to think about the team going to get another closer? And Presley's like, no, I'm good. Like, my job is to get three outs, whether it's the fourth inning or the ninth inning. My job is to get three outs. So that's that's what you want, right? You do not want to piss Ryan Presley off and have that whole, like, oh, what's going to happen here with Hayter and Presley? No. Who's getting the eighth? Who's getting the ninth? I mean, Presley's just like, dude, like, Hayter makes our team better. He does. Uh, just I'll go out there and do my job. Whatever inning it is, I will get three guys out, and I'll pass the baton to Josh Hader. It's fine with me. Yeah, no, no, I love that because that that was that was my first thought when Hader comes over. I'm like, well, you know, that kind of has been Presley's uh, bit right there to be able to get in there and do that job. But you know, we can talk about the Astros all we want, but I just think that as the Rangers continue to grow, it's um, man, uh, Texas is in a great spot. We've said it three times already in this hour, BK, the, the AL West, man, that, that is going to be so fun to watch. And and we're just talking about two teams. We're just talking yeah. about two teams. You know, somebody's going to sneak into that race and, 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 and keep this thing and keep this thing and keep those teams honest. So man, I, I'm just ready for them to get going because yeah. this is kind of that period where it's like football's done. Yeah. NBA, we're doing what we're doing. College basketball, we're fixing to fire up pretty good, but uh, it's like, you get baseball going. Get some baseball. Yep. Get some grapefruit league. Just let's let's watch some baseball, man. That's what I'm all about at this point. I'm ready. I'm with you. Yeah, the Astros, the favorites to win the AOS, 61.3%, according to Fangraph. Mm. Then Seattle at 26.3%. The Rangers, even though they held the division lead for most of the year, even though they just won the World Series, mm. only a 9.2% chance to win the AL West this coming season, and only a 1.3% chance to win it all. Of course, it's been a long time. Since we've seen an MLB team go back to back, you got to yep. go to the Yankees, ninety-eight yep. to two thousand, when they won three in a row. Uh, hey, well, maybe the Chiefs just laid the blueprint for the Rangers. It had been a long time since any NFL team had won two straight Lombardis. The Rangers uh, trying to do the same in baseball. I wouldn't bet on it, but man, they're not getting a whole lot of love with the analytics community right now. That's that's kind of weird to say. Well, I got to tell you, because I know Wags and I have talked about on Chaos Theory, we're talking about like the Orioles with the ownership change and now with, with the big move that they just made. It really seems like, I mean, what Texas has done that is so impressive is that you see the organizational moves that they've been making right there, acquiring players, bringing folks in, and they continue to do that. I mean, obviously, you're going you're, you're gonna to lose. I mean, attrition is going to set itself in. But, you know, I, I go to when, when, when we really start looking at baseball analytics and looking at what's going to happen with baseball and all this, the first thing that I do, BK, man, I go, I go to the farm system. I'm like, mm. okay, let's, let's go look, let's take a look and see, let's take a look what double A is doing or, or has in place. Let's, let's look at triple A because that's where it is right there. That's the feeder system. And that's kind of the difference right there. I know we have the G league or whatever the hell they call it in the NBA. And, you know, with, with, with the NFL, we've got college football. I don't count the UFL as kind of that, that feeder league, but that's where you go right there to really see the health of these organizations in Texas it's in a really good spot, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, they're very healthy when it comes to looking at that part. Yeah, that's where the uh, yeah the Rangers are better positioned than the Astros with the farm system, right? The Rangers, uh, according to some websites, I saw a ranking the other day that said the Rangers have the third best farm yeah. in baseball. That's what I crazy. And, yep. and that's like that's where the Orioles could be scary. And that's why Wags has every right to be excited about the ownership change because if they bring in owners who are willing to spend money now, they just were the one seed in the AL last year, and they've got the number one farm system in yep. baseball. Like, if they play their cards right, they've got a chance to maybe win more than one, yep. but definitely one. So, yeah, the farm system, that's always big. If you could be in that spot where, yeah, your major league club is really good, but also your feeder system is really good, that's where, uh, you know, you become the Braves or the Astros to where it just feels like you are in the mix every single year. And, uh, yeah, the Astros obviously have traded a lot of their farm away because well, they've gone after it, and they should have yep. gone after it. It's led them to two World Series. But yeah, the Rangers right now in a, uh, in a very good spot. So there's some baseball. Going to be exciting. Uh, didn't realize Monkey512 was a burner account for Bucky. I didn't realize Bucky. Oh, oh, oh. Where's that little, uh, yeah, I'm waiting for Jeter. Jeter. <laughs> The little Jeets figurine. Yeah, I got some like Rangers bobbleheads up behind me in the corner of my screen. Maybe I got to bring out like, 
an Adrian Beltre or a Michael Young to uh, to compete. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the last time that I went to the old place, um, I, I kind of raided the closet right there, and I've got some Ranger stuff put away over there. That uh, there you I go. Yeah, uh, like stuff that. sitting around that was never given away for whatever reason. That's how it goes. That's how it went at that place. All right, before we shift gears and get to some mock draft talk, a quick word to some of our great sponsors, our friends at Audiovisual Consultations. If you're in the market for a new TV setup, hey, if you want to make sure your TV setup is done by the time opening day gets here, call AV Consultations. You can watch your favorite team at your house all season long. Stop going to the sports bars. Stop going to your friends' places. God forbid you're going to your in-laws' place to watch the big sporting events. Make sure your home is the place to be for friends, for family, most importantly, for yourself with that custom TV setup from AV Consultations. Just give them a call, 512-255-8678. That's 255-8678. Or check them out online at avconsultations.com. Also, shout out to the Altstadt Brewery. Altstadt beer, the best beer that you can find. Man, Rodney, I've been dealing with the crud this week. I've noticed you sound kind of a little rough right there, man. I was kind yeah. of wondering what was going on with you there. Yeah, we're getting better. This is the best I've sounded, I think, all week. And I think I know why I'm feeling so good and at least sounding a little better than what I have been sounding. That's Altstadt beer. I went and drank a bunch of Altstadt yesterday out it. at uh, Kelly's Irish Pub. And that's better than any that's OTC medicine I could find, better than any prescription meds I could find. That's that's what cured me right there. Yeah, Altstadt absolutely. beer. That's the best cure for anything. Go get you some HEB Specs, Twin Liquors, Total Wine. Wherever you buy your beer, you can find the liquid gold that is Altstad beer. No impurities, no regrets. All right, Double R. Um, man, you, listening to you and Wax talk NFL draft, it's awesome, but it also <laughs> has me wanting to pull my hair out. Yeah. Mainly because of Wax, not because of you. <laughs> I just, he, he is so down on this quarterback class, and I am so high on this quarterback. I love this class. class. Yeah, I and I think you're closer to me. I, I, like, I feel like I'm higher than both of y'all, more ways than one. Oh, I think it's uh, I think it's a great QB class, man. I mean, anytime you have quarterbacks projected to go one, two, and three in the draft, and look, nobody knows. We've talked about this a lot, right? Like, you think Patrick Mahomes would have fallen to the tenth pick if people knew how good he was going to be? Right, the Bears took Mitch Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. You think Tom Brady? He's obviously the prime example. You think he would have fallen to the sixth round? If people knew how good he was going to be, like nobody really knows. It's all a guessing game when it comes to these quarterbacks. But man, I, I feel like all three of these guys, like in a lot of years, would be the number one pick in the draft. So, you know, I, odds all three of them are great players, very slim. It's just not how the league has worked. But I feel like any of the three guys has a chance to be really, really good at the next level. I totally agree. And like I was saying this morning, ideally for these guys to, to come in and be able to sit behind a veteran, to learn a system, all of that is great. But that's not what happens. When you're one of these top guys, you're probably going to have to come in and, and get your bell rung and get your nuts kicked, and you're going to have to play. You have to be ready to play. Um, but but I really am. I mean, I like this class. I mean, I, I think all of these guys and, and just kind of the, the the differentiation between all of them. And, and I was looking, you know, you, you've got you've got the same guys that we're talking about. I was looking at Joel Klatt's mock draft today and, and he obviously has Caleb Williams going number one to Chicago. And I, and I absolutely cannot wait for the Chicago thing to play itself out. Because that, whenever it happens, whenever it happens, and I think the longer that this drags itself out is is telling me, okay, Chicago is going to possibly keep Justin Fields because it, it is. It, it, the brand new OC, maybe that's what's going to happen right there. But but with Williams, and, and it kind of shakes around a little bit, then you have to the commanders. What are the commanders? I, you know, I, I've said Jaden Daniels and Joel Klatt's thing. He's got Drake May going there. To where I think Drake May is a better fit for the for the for the Patriots, and it, it, the bottom line is, I mean, all of these guys, I think that they are they are NFL ready, and it, they're going to fall into systems to where it's going to be whether it's the Commanders or the Patriots. And I've said this numerous times on Chaos Theory, they're falling into a situation where they're going to have to be one of the cogs that's going to have to make this thing right because they're not. This is where. You know, one of these guys going to a middle to a middle team. All, all the different quarterbacks projected to go to Seattle. Mm. Those guys are going to be in great shape because you've got pieces in place. God forbid whoever goes to Atlanta. Holy moly. 
that mm. right there, that that that's that's a dozen eggs right there waiting to happen, man. So I love this class. I think this is a great class of quarterbacks. Yeah, I do too, man. And we could see five, maybe six. Yep. Go in the first round, right? I mean, you talked about the big three, and then there's J.J. McCarthy out of Michigan. There's Bo Nix out of Oregon. There's Michael Penix Jr., of course, from Washington. Like, all of those guys might hear their name called on night one of the draft. So I think there's a pretty clear gap between the top three and the other three that I mentioned. But, man, I mean, it, it could be history made in the first round of the draft at the end of April. And, yeah, like, the Bears obviously hold all the cards. I I, I I know Wags likes Justin Fields. Trey likes Justin Fields. I, I'm not high on Justin Fields, man. Like, do I think he's good? Yeah. Do I think he's good enough to win you a Super Bowl? No. And not even close. Mm -hmm. So what's the point of keeping him around? Like, it's literally two years in a row where once the Bears are, like, out of playoff contention, he plays really, really well and, like, gives the Bears fans just this false sense of, oh, he's really good. Yeah. He's a franchise guy. Like, last year, they lucked out because they probably would have taken Bryce Young if they stuck at number one. Instead, they <laughs> traded that pick, and they got the number one pick this year because of it, yeah. and a bunch of other stuff too, including DJ Moore. Turned out to be a great move for Chicago. But for me, it's like I, I, I've seen enough out of Justin Fields. I think he's fine, but I don't think he's like good enough to be a true franchise QB in this league. I would trade him. I would draft a quarterback number one overall. But obviously, they hold the keys to this draft because they could do what they did last year. Like, yeah. I don't think they're going to stay at one and take Marvin Harrison. That's bad business, all right? Marvin Harrison's great, but if you want to take him or Roma Dunze or Malik Neighbors or any non-QB, you don't do it at number one. You trade right. down, you get a few extra firsts and draft picks, and then you take that player. Uh, obviously, what the Bears do, if they run it back with Justin Fields, then that shakes everything else up. But I, I got a hunch Justin Fields is going to be on a new team and the Bears are going to end up agreeing with me. And, and I think, I honestly think that that Fields now with the Bears is, is and, I, and I've said this, I, I think that that is the spot for him. I think that maybe, maybe through everything, that, that he has finally grown into that role being with the Bears. But at the same time, I say time after time to where when you've been through so many, I mean, you you name the quarterbacks. I mean, we can go through a list of people that that you get them into a different place, get them into a different scenery, get them into a different system, get them into a different OC, a different head coach, get them into a different mindset where they excel. That really does happen when we yeah. talk about quarterbacks that are quote unquote broken, like Mac Jones, Justin Fields in the past, they've said he's broken. But like you mentioned right there, he does tend to turn it up once the shit hits a fan and it's over. So I really like to to me, BK, the 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 Justin Fields to the Steelers thing is something that I keep seeing. And yeah. it's like, okay, that could be a really good place for him simply because you still got Mike Tomlin there. And I think Mike Tomlin is a guy that can get in the back pocket of that dude, get up his ass, and really make him be a more elite quarterback, in my opinion. Mm, get up his ass, you say. Whatever it takes to win, BK. Mm. Whatever yeah. it takes. Oh, Up his man. ass. Um, That's why Antonio Brown wanted out, I guess, huh? <laughs> that was it. Ben Roethlisberger would maybe like that stuff. Uh, ben Roethlisberger liked it. I think that's why he thrived there, my man. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, Pittsburgh, that'd be an upgrade for Pittsburgh. Uh, Justin Fields is better than Tiny Hands Pickett or Rudolph or Red Trubisky. Yeah, like, there's no doubt about that, but... You know, for them, he's probably the best option in the short term for the Steelers because they're not yeah. drafting high enough to get one of the top guys in this class. And, you know, that, I don't think there's going to be any, like, big-name free agent. Like, Kirk Cousins would be available. He'd be a good mm -hmm. fit for Pittsburgh. but it's A lot of money. That's I don't think Minnesota – yeah, I don't know if Minnesota wants to let him go, number one, and he's going to cost him a lot of money, number two. So, yeah, Justin Fields feels like a, a realistic fit there. And the thing is, though, if you're Pittsburgh, do you do that? Like, it's, once again, it's an upgrade, but think about the quarterbacks in the AFC. It's like, you trade for fields, you're giving up draft picks, maybe picks, plural, and then that guy's one year away from a payday. So you're probably trading him with the anticipation of giving him a long-term contract. Is Justin Fields good enough to compete with Mahomes, Jackson, Tua, Allen, Tua, Stroud, like, Rodgers? Yeah. That's the thing. Like, at best, 
Justin Fields is like the ninth or tenth best quarterback in his conference, right? Yeah. yeah. Speaking speaking of Tua and speaking of this Joel Klatt mock draft that, that that I'm looking at right now. Yeah. He's got 21. He's got Michael Penix Jr. going to Miami. Oh. Um, what do you think about that? I mean, that you want to talk about turning up the wick on some stuff right there. I mean, I, I think Michael Penix Jr. probably a better quarterback, but you're going to have the the injury stuff is is what's going to be the the question right there for that uh, going into the NFL. But man, if, if Miami and see that that's where Dallas is so stupid because the Cowboys. If I were the Cowboys, I'd go out and try to find a quarterback and turn up the heat a little bit. I mean, I know you've got a couple of guys on the on on the roster right now. Earlier today, I said if 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 if. The Jets went out and got uh, what's his name, backup quarterback number ten. I, I I cannot think of his name right now for the Cowboys. Uh, oh, Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. Mm-hmm. You you get Cooper Rush over to the Jets, and I mean that that that's what you need right there. But man, when I saw that, I'm like Penix to the Dolphins. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, my guess Dolphins. is that's injury related for Tua, because be. you know Tua is also going into the final year of his contract. I don't know if Miami's going to pay him this offseason or not he actually did stay healthy last year and was playing really well for most of the year but faded hard down the stretch Uh, that'd be interesting yeah yeah i don't think the cowboys are going to draft a quarterback i I don't think the dolphins will either for the record i don't think the cowboys should though like Mm -hmm. you're trying to win now what's the point of drafting a guy who's going to sit on the bench for you you know, like Mike McCarthy's going into the last year of his deal. He doesn't have the luxury to afford like a future quarterback. Throw away a year. Yeah. 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 So, no, I mean, and Dak, Dak's obviously not going to be real happy with that. So, yeah, yeah the Cowboys, I, I wouldn't take a quarterback that high. They just traded a fourth for Trey Lance. Can that count as their quarterback that they got in this draft? Can we do that instead? That's kind of what I'm thinking. It, it, your thoughts on J.J. McCarthy? Uh, because I was I was talking about that this morning to where obviously he's gotten the great vote of confidence right there from his college coach that has moved on. But kind of the thoughts right there, I mean, this, this mock has him going to Seattle. Uh, I know the ESPN one has him going to Denver. I, man, I think the Denver one, that might be a pretty damn good fit right there. But I, I think with McCarthy, that, that's where you see a lot of back and forth to where it's like he doesn't have the skills. And then the other stuff that I've been told and that I've read, it's like he does have the skills. He just didn't have to use them at, at Michigan. Yeah. Um, so I, I think McCarthy is a very interesting um quarterback floating around in this thing that could move up that could move up on draft night and round number one as we get closer to to the draft yeah it sounds like he could end up in the top 10 right that's what i've heard it feels like feels like the league is way higher on mccarthy they are on Knicks or Penix, right which if you if you watch the three of those guys in college like i'd go Penix one Knicks two mccarthy three and like a distant three yes but you know, that's that's not how the NFL draft always works, right? They draft for potential, sometimes more than production. But it's just weird. Yeah, the eye test would have J.J. number three out of that crop, and he's going to end up going first of those three guys. So you're right, man. Like, since the season ended, J.J. McCarthy has ascended a lot yeah. in these mock drafts, and we haven't even had the combine yet or pro days yet or the pre-draft workouts yet. So uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I assume that's only going to help his stock. He's got the measurables. He's got good arm talent. There's no debate there. The accuracy's got to get better. And, yeah, I mean, uh, there are going to be questions about, oh, you didn't do a whole lot at Michigan last year. Like, how, how good actually are you? Um, but yeah, that'll be a fascinating one to watch where McCarthy goes. He, he could be one of those guys who goes to a team that already has a quarterback in place, but a team that's not sure about the current guy that they have. And, hey, they're willing to let McCarthy sit on the bench for a year, and then, boom, in 2025, he's the guy. And isn't that the best part, you know, because when you fall into maybe going to to Denver or to Seattle or, I mean, what are the Saints going to do? I mean, I see yeah. them going edge or whatever. They're they're more going to the defense. But when when, when you're in a, in a position like that, I mean, I, I think if I were one of these quarterbacks, I'd rather be the, the middle of the first round because if you go to the commanders, you're going to – Jeez, I mean, you're starting over. It's brand new. I mean, you go to the Patriots, you're starting over. I mean, it's one of those things to where, yeah, maybe maybe that middle of the first round, and if you can ascend right there, and and I am, I'm going to be so interested on draft night, on night number one, to watch what happens with J.J. McCarthy because we sit here and we watch this. 
you never know. He might do the Aaron Rodgers. He might fall to the bottom of the first round or into day two. You just don't know. You just don't know. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of variables that, again, all this is on paper. That's that's the best part about this. It's, right. it's so fun to sit here and watch this stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, there are a few teams in the middle of the first round that I just I have no idea what they're going to do. Yep. Right? Like, they could take yep. quarterbacks, which that would really shake things up. Like, the Giants are picking sixth. Like, I, I don't expect them to take a quarterback, but would it be the most shocking thing in the world if they did? I don't think so. Uh, Minnesota at 11. Like, if they let Kirk Cousins walk, they could take a quarterback. Denver at 12. Maybe yeah. they move on from Russ. Maybe they don't. But either way, they could take a quarterback, right? You brought up Seattle at 16. You brought up the Saints at 14. The Raiders are picking 13th. Like, all of these teams... In the, I think it's obvious that the top three teams are, are going quarterback if if the Bears decide to move on from Justin Fields. But, man, there's like five or six, maybe even seven teams kind of in that mid-first round where it's like they could. Yeah. They could. You just could. You have no idea. Like, do they want to try to win now with the guy that they have or do they focus on the future? It's going uh, to be fun. I mean, the NFL draft is always fun, and I'm a mock slut. I love looking yeah. at mock drafts. Um, yeah. a real slut too, I think. But yeah, you are. It's, it's uh, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's it's going to be a fun couple of months. There's no doubt about it. Well, and taking taking a look. Uh, I mean, let, let's talk about some of the Texas uh, players in in these mocks. I mean, no, no matter which one you look at. I mean, uh, Byron Murphy sitting right there. He seems to be the the kind of the unanimous one that's going to go first uh, with everything that I'm looking at. I mean, in this one, he's 25 to Green Bay, and yeah. I mean, shit, falling that dude. Yeah, you're right. That would scare the crap out of me. And I don't want to root against yeah. Byron Murphy, but I would have to if he was at Green Bay. Oh, um, but that's that's like as low as I've seen Byron Murphy in one mm -hmm. of these mocks in a while. And to me, this yeah. is more evidence of Joel Klatt just hating Texas. He is a yeah. tried and true Texas Longhorn hater. I mean, like, I feel like most of the mocks I'm looking at have Murphy going like 12 or 13. Yeah, that's what you I go. He's going 25. But for him, be a great fit. The Green Bay looks like one of the best young teams in football right now. And that organization seemingly always finds ways to win. So, yeah, that's the good thing about being picked late in the first round, right? You don't get as much money. You don't get as much hoopla. But you get to go to a good team. I heard you talking about this mm -hmm. earlier like that. You know, Byron Murphy, I don't think, would be complaining too much if he ended up playing for the Packers next season. Yeah. Yeah. And and the whole thing is uh, I mean it, it doesn't matter the 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 mock that you look at. I mean just look at look at all these longhorns, man. And and how long has it been since shit, how long has it been since we had uh, one or two guys on this list? I mean, but my god, right now, I mean, you got JB on these lists right now as a running back and hell, he didn't even finish a year out. And right. and that tells you with with these receivers. I mean, look what this program is doing and you continue to supplement and add and and everything that's going on right here. If if you want a true, I think if you want a true definition and you want a true visual as to how much the program has improved right now, take a look at mock drafts. Because yep. when you have this volume of players, dude, that that tells you how good this program has gotten. For sure. You saw it with the uh, list of combine invites yesterday, right? Texas had 11 guys invited to the combine. That was tied with Georgia for the fourth most in the country. Tied with Georgia like the premier program in college football right now. Uh, this thing has come a long way. And yeah, just the snowball effect that on-field success is having with the whole program, with recruiting, with everything. I mean, it's huge. And that's, uh, that's why a lot of Texas fans are excited. We've been waiting a long time for this, right? Yeah. Like to find a way to put it all together and win some games. And with games that are won comes championships, conference championships, competing for national championships. That's all great. But it also comes, yeah, NFL draft picks, and it comes more success on the recruiting front as well. And Texas has it all rolling for them right now. So, yeah, you're seeing those dividends paid off, and the Longhorns will have six, seven, eight yep. guys drafted on the first two nights of the NFL draft which is yeah. awesome. It's been a long time, and there aren't a lot of programs across the country that can say that, but it's been a really long time. There have been years where Texas has had zero players drafted yeah. in the first two days of the draft. This year, once again, I mean, it, it's at least five, but it could be seven or eight, if not more than that. It's awesome. 
Is there one of these guys, you know, whether it be A.D. Mitchell uh, or, or, or you pick the player, is there one of these guys that, you know, looking at the different uh, projections, whatever, that, that that you think is going to be the sleeper of this bunch? I mean, I know that some of these guys are, you know, maybe into the second day or whatever the case may be, but is there one that kind of jumps out at you that, that, that just kind of says this is going to be the Texas player that just – jumps in makes an immediate impact to wherever he may land because a lot of these guys like we were talking about they may go to teams that are um not so uh deficient as a as a patriots commanders that sort of mess yeah you know it's uh it's funny if you asked me this question two months ago i would have given an answer that i'm not allowed to give right now like Two months ago, during the season, I would have said Byron Murphy is that guy. Byron Murphy. And yeah. like at that time, I think people expected Devondre Sweat to be drafted ahead of Byron Murphy. I don't think people viewed Byron Murphy as a first-round pick at all. And I've been high on him forever. I just I love his game, and I love what he does from the interior of a defensive line. He would have been that guy, but I can't call him a sleeper anymore because he's going to be the first Texas player selected, more than likely. So, mm-hmm. man, I'll go with... That's tough. Like, I, it's tough to call any of these guys sleepers. I mean, T Sweat could be in that mix because we know how good he is. I'll go with JT Sanders, right? Yeah. Like, I, I don't think Sanders is going to be a first round pick, but I think he's really good. And we've seen young tight ends, plural, come into this league and have immediate success. We get a guy like Sam Laporta this past season. Hell, there were three or four tight ends who took the league by storm this year. Kincaid and Buffalo, another guy. Uh, yeah, Jatavion Sanders might be cheating a little bit, but it feels like he's a second, maybe a third round pick right now in some of these mock drafts. I, I still think that guy is a, a total weapon and a matchup nightmare. So I'll go with him. And I like that pick of Sanders because Sanders is that brand new tight end that we talk about. I mean, you, you can go down the list. I've talked about it so many different times, whether it be on high school football broadcast or here on Chaos Theory on Texas Sports Unfiltered, to where it's like the tight end now is a very different tight end than it was even 10 years ago. I mean, it, it's an athlete capable of doing so many different things. And and I said it a bunch, underutilized it seemed like here at UT, but I think that's something if he does kind of slip and fall into one of those spots, I mean, he can I mean, he can do some really good things. And again, probably going to fall into a good situation where he's going to he's going to be given everything that he needs to to be on a winning club happening right off the bat as soon as he's drafted. I'm with you. All right. Before we get to where are we at in society today, even though Trey's not here, we still have to get to that segment. Uh, quick shout out to our friends at Covert Bee Cave. Matter of fact, we'll let you see some of our great friends at Covert Bee Cave. Hi, I'm Dan Covert with my wife, Hayden. Welcome to Covert Bee Cave. Our newest location in the gorgeous hill country includes Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, and hundreds of pre-owned and certified vehicles for you to choose from. We have three service departments that are ready to take care of your car, truck, or SUV with 86 service bays to accommodate any repair and get you in and out quickly. Come visit us today to select the vehicle you've been dreaming about. Covert, born and raised in Austin. Oh, yeah. Love the Coverts. Love Dan, love Hayden, love the entire team out at Covert Bee Cave. We also love our guy, Steve, a.k.a. Cooter, at Pest Wranglers. Hey, it's Steve from Pest Wranglers, and I don't know of a single mosquito that owns a home in the backyard, but they sure like to hang out in your yard and make you miserable. Pest Wranglers can fix that for you. Our mosquito treatments are designed to kill adult mosquitoes as well as keep mosquito larvae from developing for up to three weeks. Use us all summer or just once before that big party. No contract, no hassles, no blood-sucking mosquitoes. Check out our reviews and see what others are saying about Pest Wranglers. Pest Wranglers, effective, reliable, affordable. Online at PestWranglers.com. Where are we at in society today? All right, Double R. I've got right. two things to show you for where are we at in society today. Uh, one of them is a meme that I think you'll find funny. And the other one is something happening at the NBA All-Star Game, which apparently is this weekend. Did you know that? All I know this weekend is Daytona 500. But yeah. but they're, they're always on the same weekend. So, so, yes. Yes, I did know that. I did know that. Okay, well, that, uh, that makes one of us. Yeah, I knew Daytona was this weekend. I did not know <laughs> the NBA All-Star game is this weekend. I don't even know where the game is being played. It's be a shootout. I bet it's going to be a shootout, BK. I bet it's going to be high scoring. I bet there's going to be no defense. Same old shit as always, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the game is in Indianapolis this year, so great. Make your, make your plans now. No, um, 
and it's east-west. They're going back to the east versus west format. They're getting rid of the fantasy draft bit that they've gone God, that with was stupid in the last couple of years. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't care too much either way. But anyways, we'll get to that in a second. First screen share of a meme where a woman posted some love to her longtime spouse of 20 years on okay. social media. And uh, I want you to give me your thoughts on this. The caption reads, 20 years of marriage. He never raised his voice on me. He's so caring and loving. <laughs> I don't think that um, I don't think that I would say an ill word to that person whatsoever. <laughs> Look at that. Is that that looks like fucking Hulk Hogan. Is that Hulk Hogan on the right side? My God, that um, man, that is one monstrous uh, nice lady right there. Holy shit. She is yoked, dude. Man, that um my god. That like that almost looks photoshopped, but it's it, not. But it, it really looks does. Like it. I mean, look at that. That is that that is full muscle. I mean, I would even question if you know if it was a lady, but apparently she has breasts. Um, so yeah, that looks like a real deal. And and that poor sucker sitting right next to her. He's, he's she's like, you stand there. You just stand there. Don't say yeah. shit. You don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, right. I see why he's never raised his voice on her at all. I mean, I almost feel like we need the Austin Powers. That's a man, man, kind of thing. Yeah. But I'm not no sure power. if it is or not. So man, that yeah. um, look at those guns. Look I'm telling you, guns. I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch that thing with a ten foot pole unless it threatened to kick my ass. Then I'd be a little nervous. I guess I'd yeah. have to. Yeah, no, I, I would definitely be uh, when it's like when I'm told to do something, I'm like, yeah, what time, where, when, uh, how? I ain't raising yep. no shit with her because I don't want no problems. Odds are, odds are she might uh, she might be on PEDs, so that's going to make it even worse. Uh, it's definitely PEDs right there. That is, there's a lot of enhancements going on with Whoa. that thing. Yeah, terrifying. That's a lot of work. all right. Now the uh, the NBA All Star Game. So this this could be the future of basketball. This oh. is apparently what the court is going to look like on Sunday at the All Star Game in Indianapolis. Like during the game, the court is going to be like changing logos and apparently the court's going to display replays on the court in real time and it's also going to show stats on the floor in real time you're going to get some sponsors on there as well speaking of nascar i mean how about that the court itself it's going like has like moving videos on it how insane is that Dude, I'd rather go play at TCU on that ugly ass <laughs> shit of a court. Oh man, it you know the part of again I, I've gotten back into NBA. I've gotten back into NBA to, to to follow this stuff to to be in the know with what we're doing. But part of part of my disdain for the NBA is shit like that. It's like you you see that kind of stuff and it's like it's a concert. It's a, it's a whatever. And I'm like, man, I don't care about that. I want to watch basketball. How are these guys going to be able to? I mean, I, I guess it really doesn't matter. I mean, we're 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 still on the whole premise here that this is going to be a constructed strategy basketball game to where strategy would actually count for something. But for what we're going to get in that game, that that only fits perfect with that. That that's ridiculous. But you know what? It, 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 I can. What are the dignitaries that are going to be there? What, what I don't know what the entertainment's going to be for this thing. Yeah, I don't either, but I wonder if this is like the future of basketball. Like, is the NBA testing this? And if it works out, are they going to make this on every floor across the association? Like, oh. is that not distracting to the players too with all these graphics and replays and stats showing up? Like, will they still be able to see where the... Yeah, it, it would have to be. It's like you're dribbling down the court and then you look up and there's somebody's fucking stats. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute here. Yeah. yeah, that 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 is a huge distraction. Changing colors, doing all this stuff. Uh, what, what's this right here? Longhorn Bear is asking. Uh, I love this. How the uh, how the hell do you see the three point line and half court yeah. line? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the other part right there. It's like 
Is that a real? That's a real thing. It's the floor itself. Yeah, it's the it's NBA's new interactive LED glass court. So it's not like TV cameras that are throwing shit on like you sometimes. You know, you watch a game on Ballet Sports or whatever. like logos and stuff superimposed on the court or the shot clock will be superimposed on the court. Now, this is actually the court itself. I was watching a football game a while back with a friend and, you know, not, not very well versed in football and Ed dude had a long run and he's like, how did he not trip over that yellow line? I said, the yellow line really isn't there. I said, that's, <laughs> there, for, that's, there, that's there for TV. That That's not really yeah. there, but man, that's a lot. All these lights and it, pyrotechnics and all this shit. And just wait, I'll tell you the fun part of this. Here's what I hope happens. I hope something goes wrong. I hope like mm-hmm. uh, the, the lights go out and, uh, you know, all this other. And now, now that would be fun. That would make it entertaining to me if something went wrong there. Yeah, Not that I'm trying to be, you know, Mr. You know, Debbie Download. But um, yeah, I'd like to see something go wrong there. I mean, what happens if somebody gets hurt on that court? You know, like that's that's the end of it right there. And I think they've done courts like this at the FIBA level. But yeah, I mean, if somebody gets hurt in the All-Star game, that's already a problem. But if someone, yeah, trips up on that court, we, we will never see anything like that again. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't want that to happen, but I also don't want that court to be a thing moving forward. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. No so doubt. Something, to, something to look out for on Sunday. I want to get Zay's thoughts on this. Yeah, that, that, that's the one to ask. That's the one to ask. All right, Zay, have you seen the uh, the LED glass court coming to the All-Star game this weekend? Have you seen this, either of y'all? Yeah, I saw it. Does it look better than TCU's floor? Did y'all play on that at Bowie? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell y'all, here's a little video, Chip. This is uh, the NBA All-Star games this Sunday in Indy. And here's what the court is going to look like. Yeah, so basically, LED glass court that will display replays and stats in real time during the game. While dudes are playing? While dudes are playing. They're not going to know where the out-of-bounds line is. That's We're trying to figure that out, too. It's the All-Star game. Doesn't matter, right? Yeah, it don't matter. They don't play hard for the All-Star game. The All-Star game is so weak. It's an and-one tape. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like back in the day with Mike and Olajuwon and all those greats in the 90s, those dudes played hard, man. Like it was physical. It was tough to get buckets. And now all these guys are worth so much money, kind of like what we saw with the Pro Bowl a couple of weeks ago that they just water it down because nobody's really trying to play or get hurt or anything, which I get. But also, come on now, like just give the fans what they want to see. We're yeah. not uh, we're not worried about this being a tester for the NBA. Like, ah, oh, if this goes well and the fans like it, maybe we put it on every court in the na- in the nation. You well, imagine? It, that's too Chip, much, man. I Chip, agree. I, Chip, that's what I said. I'm like, man, I'd rather go play at TCU. Shit. Yeah. Suddenly TCU's right? floor looks dreamy. Yeah. Yo, I like TC, uh, TCU's floor. They got the red three-point line for the Hog frog eyes. I like the that. Blood, it's different. The blood. Yeah, right. yeah. It's well, different. That's uh that's a first. Um <laughs> you like it better than Oregon sport? Hell yeah. Play on the blue yeah. field. Yeah. There's there's TCU. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing Look wrong with that. Frog yeah, scale. Be... Or the yeah. It looks yeah, like a I don't understand. Huh? Where's the knock? Why are we hating on TCU's court? Is it, I like oh, it. All those little like scales everywhere. Oh. Yeah, it's TCU, man. They're not going to be perfect. You know? Right. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I'm like a get-off-the-lawn guy. Looks like concrete. Looks like playing out on the uh, on the school ground right there. Kind of the concrete field of that shit. Yeah, it takes you back head. to the roots. Now that looks like we're all going into a vortex. Yeah, what in the hell is that? <laughs> that I feel like I'm getting sucked into like that Fanville commercial. You're that, going into the portal. Yeah, that that looks like shit stained underwear right there. Yeah, is that's that, oh. that, is that Dutch shit? 
like splattered. Is that what that's supposed to be? Like Whoa. that's just, that's tidy waddies with shit stains right Whoa. there. Yeah, yeah. When, when and I they think got God, like a new, they got a new arena these last few years. They used to have like the old pit, what they called it back in the Luke Rittenhauer days, and that place was jumping. That was a tough place to play. It just yep. got outdated. But yep. yeah, what they tried to do with the new stuff, nah. Come on, Phil. Phil Walton loves everything to do with the Conference of Champions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. What's going to happen to Bill Walton after this year when he's, the Pac-12 goes away? We're going to have to do a wellness check like mm -hmm. every week on yeah. Bill Man, Walton. I'm going to miss him. We need him on games. That's right. Yeah. I don't know where he's going to end up. They, they should throw him, bring him on in the Big Ten, you know, with all those other schools that are going, UCLA, yep. USC, Oregon, Washington. Let him jump in the Big Ten because he was a UCLA guy. But, He'll be but weird only, still. only when they come to California. Correct. Yeah. Or Correct. to the West Coast. Yeah. 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 I think it just do Oregon, Washington, USC, he'd UCLA. He'd out in Assembly Hall. He'd probably, like, get the hives. Oh, yeah. He'd have a panic Bulls. attack. Yeah. Fall over. Need CPR. Uh, it doesn't feel like the conference <laughs> of champions. <laughs> yeah, every single game he calls, he's going to be complaining about the Pac-12 not existing anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be calling it the Pac-12. The Pac-12, Pac-12 basketball. Shit, dude, that that's gone. <laughs> how, how did the Conference of Champions end up in Champagne Urbana? Shoot! <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, fellas, we'll uh, we'll get out of y'all's hair. Y'all have a great show. See you later. Yeah, boys, Cheers. Good job, fellas. Good job. Yeah.